Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is High Risk Insurance. Take it, CJ. One, two, three, four. Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today with us again is very special guest CJ Ramone, everybody. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Stand Good to be here. Applaud. Thank you very much. Again, I, I mean, we've said it like a zillion times, but thank you so much. This is, we were, we were not this cool before we started recording of how excited we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today we're talking about the song High Risk Insurance. Um, off of 1980's End of the Century, which right. is the Phil Spector album. Right, a.k.a. the Phil Spector album. The Phil Spector album, written by the Ramones. I couldn't find anybody, any... No one claimed this one. Uh, quick sidebar <laughs> conversation, CJ. How do you feel yeah. about calling the band The Ramones or just Ramones? Excellent question. Okay, my theory on that. They never used The in the early in the early days it was never the it was ramones ramones was kind of a type of person okay right okay. ramones was like a like a uh, an anti a, you know antisocial like misfit type of person that's that's what ramones is really about Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a type of person. It was to make everybody feel like they were part of the gang. Mm. Right? When I joined the band, I thought I was joining a gang. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a gang. I'm literally, you know what I mean? You look at those old old album covers, you know, that looks like a street gang. You yeah. know what I mean? Ramones is a type of person. They weren't the Ramones. They so were do you Ramones. talk about the band as Ramones? Um, well, I, I think just because for conversational purposes, the Ramones always sounds better. But if you're going to be like purist, it really is Ramones. Wow. That's I, as I authoritative will, as it gets. I'm only going to speak of it as Ramones now. Wow. Yeah. Good cool. luck. <laughs> Good and luck. I was, and I will stick to the because I'm a creature of habit. <laughs> that, this is, this is a, the, the aggravating thing too. When you download music to your phone or your iPod or whatever, they split records into the Ramones yeah. and Ramones. Some records I download go to Ramones. Other ones go to the Ramones. Right. It's majorly aggravating. <laughs> but it's, but it, it's, you know, it shows you that early on it was Ramones. That was it. It was no the. Hmm. I'm, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah. We, we've been having this debate now for a series of episodes. Yeah. And people go one way or the other. But yeah. Our, our more hardcore Ramones fans will always say, oh, it's Ramones. Yeah. yeah. It's Ramones. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I gave this the song category of fighting because it seems like they're doing that. It seems vaguely political, but actually sort of personal fighting. Uh, There's a mention in there about how you have to fight to stay independent, which I found was really ironic considering the album that it's on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, to be like, you know, to get your own voice and you got to be independent. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's tough. Uh, And this was never played live by the Ramones. No. By Ramones. By Ramones. Uh at a Ramones I, concert. <laughs> I have a theory on this song. Okay, yes. please. And it's not a good one. Okay, but that's it, all right. I, I, but I think the truth of the matter is this song is made up of parts from other songs. Got it. Almost entirely. And, and all, you know, all Ramones songs share a couple of similar things, but this one really sounds like um, 
the structure on the song, it completely sounds like they took a couple of ideas and just like put them together mm-hmm. and put some meaningless lyrics over them and went with it. And it was probably it's a filler song. I can yeah, it I, feels like a filler song. I kind of get that. It's a filler yeah. Spectre song. Oh, he's a comedian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I a get, real comedian. But I get that. I get that because yeah, some of the like I can barely understand. Like Joey's diction on this is not yeah. so tight. He's just kind of yeah. getting through it. Like, Except for like, it, he says high risk insurance. I know that for sure. And then there's something like enemy nation. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on yeah. in this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, I wonder if it is that. It's because he was getting major coaching. He wasn't singing as he usually did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's working with his favorite producer of all time, produced his favorite records of all time. Yeah. I'm sure he was working hard to try to uh, please Phil. But I, CJ, what do you think about this album? I don't, I don't like it. I think this is the first album, uh, first album that this is the beginning of the the sharp decline. Yeah, because it's really it, this is the first album where they pass the reins to somebody else. But are there some songs that you like on the album, or overall you oh, just think? Of, it's- no, no, of course. Every Ramones record has moments of greatness. Yeah, every yeah. single one of them. Their their subterranean jungle has moments of greatness. Totally, Animal Boy. You know, all of those records, they like, all have moments of greatness on, greatness on them, including this one. You got Rock and Roll. Um, uh, Do you I remember was, Rock and Roll Radio? <laughs> Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? And um, Baby, I Love You is on this. Uh, so it, there there really are some moments of greatness on the record. But in my opinion, um, had Tommy and Ed Stasium produced this, it would have been a much better record. But some of the songs on this record are just weak. They're just weak. And I, I get the feeling. I know at this point they were not all getting along at yeah. all. To, I know yeah. at this was a really bad time period for them. Um, they had come to the conclusion that they were never going to be a commercial success. Yeah. They were, they were kind of lost without Tommy and Ed um, in the studio. Um, working Everybody's at got like crazy addictions going at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I'm sure Mark- didn't help anything. Mark is um, from the story that that Mark told me was um, he had bottles of alcohol hidden in the bathroom in the in the toilet. I mean, they all bag. talk about it in their books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a bad, bad time period, and I, I think probably what happened was they probably didn't even have a full album written when they went in. Oh. It just went in and kind of felt their way through it. I think that is true that this was the first album that where they, they didn't went. have everything. Well, yeah. they had like. Before they recorded the first one, they had practically three and a half. You know, they was yeah. they were yep. they've been playing for so long, they just had it. So this, yeah, this is the first soup to nuts, and maybe, maybe, yeah, this might be one of the ones that really shows. Yep, that it was that it was that way. Yep. Um I sometimes wonder about this album. I'm just opening up to the greater yeah. discussion of end of the century. But if if because because I am not, I wouldn't put it in my top five Ramones albums either. But no. I wonder if that's because I'm comparing it to to those five, and I hold them as like, oh, that's what that's what the Ramones should sound you like. You mean Ramones? Right, I do. <laughs> um, but I'm saying, like, had this existed with nothing surrounding it, mm-hmm. if this had you been would the like first it better. Time, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. It's well, hard to say. I, I I've got the list of songs here. Yeah. Uh, so if you run through the list of songs. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio, Complete Ramones Classic? Amazing. I'm Affected, great song, totally un, uh, you know, 
really, for the most part, ignored, but a great song. I really like it, and I really like Joey's voice on it. Danny says, unbelievable classic. I do that live. Great. Oh, really? um, But we do the the demo version. Yeah. And the demo version, the way the Ramones wrote it, is better than the one on the record. You like that better? In my opinion. I like the more straight-ahead rock and roll version. I get Mm -hmm. that. And that's not to say that the one that Phil Spector did is beautiful. I it love the production yeah. on it. It's it's really is nice. I like the heavier version. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Chinese rock, obviously a Ramones classic. Return of Jackie and Judy, um, not a great song, but a good song. On any other record, it would have been a uh, it would have been a really good song. Let's go is okay. Baby, I love you is great. Yeah. I I can't make it on time. That's a really good song. This ain't Havana is okay. Rock and roll high school, great rec- great song. All the way is okay, and high risk insurance. I could have, they could have left it off the record. So, so you know, in in all seriousness, this album produced by somebody else would have been better than, say, Animal Boy. Mm. Well, I think what we're saying about this song specifically, high risk insurance, is that it, it's one of the songs on this album that's dragging this album down. Yeah, it's funny. And to go, yep. oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I was just gonna say if they would have just not did this song. Yeah, like I mean, you're going through the song list, and it's not like half these songs you don't like. It's like most of these songs yeah. are pretty good songs, but then there's a couple, a handful of bad apples and high risk yeah. insurance being the last thing we hear. Yeah. Maybe wasn't the best choice. And don't yeah. you think sometimes, like, like going back to Heidi as a head case, I, I, I like. I'm not going to say it's my favorite Ramones album, but I, I do really like Mondo Bizarro, mm-hmm. and I think that general feeling buoys or lifts. Yep. Heidi's a head case. I'm like, oh, well, that's like about the average. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty good. Yeah. And this is yep. kind of like, well, it's about the average. Well, yeah. You know? But I don't it's, think this is the average. I think this is just. No. You think it's below? I think it's below yeah. average for them. Yeah. It, it's a misrepresentation of the greatness of the rest of the record. And and the fact of, that um, the, re- the record suffers from too much Phil Spector and not enough Ramones. Yeah. That's, though, you know, that, that's really, to me, is the. Is the um, the nail in the coffin for the record. It's just not enough Ramones on I it. I mean, I think it's so fascinating as a Ramones fan because I could I can see how interesting it is as an experiment yeah. to have Phil Spector do mm-hmm. this album. Yep. Even though, unfortunately for the band, it maybe wasn't the best choice. Yeah. I could, like, it is interesting. It's almost like this it's... parallel universe that we live in where it's like, hey, why don't we give Ramones to Phil Spector and see uh, what happens yep. with that yeah. one. Like, well, what could I go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. But also, I mean, we talked about this before. You're Joey Ramone. You're getting to go into the studio with this guy who, like yeah. you said, he has produced all of his favorite bands' records. And that must have been like a highlight you know, for Joey's career, even though the band isn't getting along. I mean, for him personally to get that kind of solo treatment with this guy and to really yeah. feel like he's important as the lead singer. And that must have been awesome. And not, not to put words in your mouth, but... You've almost you Molly have almost described a similar situation that you CJ were put in, where it's like, yep. I get to work with some of my heroes. Yep. How how's that going to go? Yeah. And you know, yep. and, and the, to have to deal with it. I think the way that it, it could have worked out really well would have been um, if um, Joey had worked on a solo record. If uh, right. If he would have got together with some of um, Phil Spector, like if Phil Spector would have had some of his songwriters write a record, a solo record for totally. Joey. And went into the studio, and, and Joey you know, could have done some of that. That probably would have been a smash hit. That would have been huge. Yeah. That probably would have been huge because yep. Joey has that soulful voice. He would have been able to, to do something that he always wanted to do. That 
to me would have been the the best outcome for that situation. Did uh, I'm just throwing this out there, but as you're on tour and you're like in the middle of God knows where in a van or on the plane, did anybody in the band ever pipe up and be like, you know, we should have probably done that one ourselves. You know, did, did anybody just throw out? I was like, John, Johnny, Johnny, yeah. did you really? Yeah, oh, Johnny yeah, never, Johnny didn't want to work with Phil Spector. Johnny was like, you know, he hadn't done anything in years. Nobody cared about him anymore. He was a has-been and, you know. And well, Johnny it, left, right? I mean, Johnny, like, actually just goes yeah. home and he's just like, eh. Yeah. John, I, don't, I don't think Johnny played much on that record, if anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't th- and real honestly, I don't think any of them played on the record. Yeah. that's In it's, my opinion. Yeah, that, that's it's, consen- uh, it seems to be consensus. It, yeah, at least – it's a big swing difference from the previous four. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, yeah, not a whole lot. The drum, the drums alone do not that does not sound like Mark on drums. Yeah. No, it's uh, funny I I just finished reading his book and and he fully admits that there are some tracks where he's like, "Oh yeah, that's not me." It's like I yeah. laid in I laid the original demo stuff like that, but right. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's Phil's yeah. main guy and he's great, but that's not me." I, yeah. yeah, I I could tell you definitely it's not Didi. And I know, and and everyone knows Johnny didn't play on it. So pretty much that. It, you know, I mean, it, yeah, it's unfortunate because it is kind of a Joey solo album, but yep. you know. And I have nothing but mad respect for for Phil Spector. I mean, I really the guy created a sound. You know what I mean? He Absolutely. he really create created the sound that kind of took over a decade. But uh, for the Ramones, it just didn't work. Yeah. 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 Uh, you had mentioned, uh, you know, the like the little tracks off of here and there, and uh, and you mentioned Subterranean Jungle, and our next song uh, that we're going to be covering alphabetically is Highest Trails Above, right? And, and then before we started the show, you were like, "Do you want to hear anything about Highest Trails Above?" That's one, of the, <laughs> and 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 so I mean, like, I, I'm throwing it to you. It was like, go at it, because I'm interested to hear, because I didn't have much of an opinion of High. What what right. do you play that song live for them? Do you? I uh. I, I don't know if we ever played that live. I played it myself um, when, when I was uh, when I had Bad Chopper together. Um, we played that on a couple of tours, but that is the song that Johnny was most proud of. Oh really? wow! It is of their ca- whole catalog. Yes. Okay. How do you? What this is? I mean, I'm talking about. I'm talking about playing. Oh, playing. okay. Got it. Like he, he felt that playing wise. That was the best they ever did, technically. Technically, they never did a song that was that challenged them as much as far as the chord changes and all that. But here's the thing. To me, this is the ultimate sleeper song in their catalog. Didi Ramon pens lyrics that come out of nowhere, hmm. first off. Just the 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 way he expresses what he's trying to say is just unbelievable because if you look, if you look at it quickly you could think like ah oh, it's kind of like a weird drug song like a trippy drug song but i think if you read the lyrics and you really go a little bit deeper i think he's really talking about at the afterlife mm-hmm. i think there's concepts of sure a higher power I think he really deals with a lot of really cool things that you will not find in anything else they did. It is more unified than than the song we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's just funny that like those things like 
how they can carry the day of like a strength of theme or an emotion. Yep. And yep. even going back to what we were saying about uh, here today, gone tomorrow, high risk insurance is like the complete opposite of that. I mean, yeah. which is fine, but it's like, it is not the, I've picked the best way to say this. Yep. Well, like, you can I'm- tell, I think personally with Ramon songs, when it is kind of like, being half-assed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put it politely, that, you know, um, you can just absolutely. tell. This is, and you know how I learned that lesson was hmm. uh, Mondo Bizarro. I had written um, two songs, and um, I wasn't confident in them. I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't confident in the, in them. I, they just, I just didn't like them all that much. But I didn't want, I didn't want to not submit anything. Yeah, yeah. I submit. I so I submitted them, and and Johnny heard them, and uh, he, and really, in a really nicely, he was really cool about it. Didn't say it in front of anybody else. He just said to me, "You sound like you're trying to write Ramon songs. Mm. Just write a good song. Don't worry about what it sounds like." And I started to understand after he said that. I started to understand why so many of those records in the 80s have so many stinkers on them because they're trying to be Ramones they're trying to be themselves they're trying and instead of just you know you know allowing themselves to become whatever they're going to become they kind of forcibly keep traveling down the same path mm-hmm. and uh and some of the songs are just really bad yeah High risk insurance to me. This is my honest opinion. It sounds like um, they needed another song for the record, and they had somebody listen to a bunch of Ramon songs and then sit down and try to write one. And the guy probably listened to like five or ten songs and then pulled different parts out from each one and stuck them all together and went, "Okay, here's one song." I can see that we've we've brought that up a couple times in a couple songs we've covered, where you know it's it's maybe like outsider help or something, and we right. and we think it was like. That's you, just you the riff exactly from right. Rock and Roll High School. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah. but it is it's it's someone trying to do something that sounds real esoteric, but it's like yeah. that doesn't actually exist. It was like right. the, the people yeah. in the band are the Ramones and their personalities are going to bring themselves out. So if they try to sing a doo-wop song, it's right. going to come out like that. It's yep. not oh, we've got to write, write a Ramones version of it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, maybe that's right. the case with this. That's why um like a song like uh, Touring, it was around since 81 or something like that. And it never made the record because it was a kind of a blatant ripoff of something else. And Johnny was like, no, you know, no. But years went by, it was harder and harder to come by good songs. (laughs) Like, well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with like what we need we got, stuff. What we got laying around the bin. Um, yeah. I'd love to just quickly ask you about Didi and was D- I mean I know Didi was still submitting songs when you were in the band, but yep. was he around a lot? Did you guys get to hang out very much? Yeah, or? yeah, I was. Yeah. I I worked with Didi. I have yeah. awesome. Uh, I have a lot of good memories of that. But the um, uh, you know the the thing was is Didi was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, he was crazy, you know. He would be your, he would be like your best friend, you know. And then something little would happen, or something would get into his head, and then he'd be like, "I should punch you in your face." Oh man! You know? So I mean, it's like, like you say, like he is a bit of a genius. Yep. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of humans that are blessed with that kind of genius yeah. also have weaknesses to balance. <laughs> but, but not only that, I mean, 
I really, I always felt bad for Didi because, hmm. you know, he never got recognized. Yeah. He didn't get recognized, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it was, it was like, you know, oh, that, that goes crazy Didi, you know what I mean? It was never, it was never, holy shit, there's Didi, you know what I mean? It was one of the most you know, prolific writers of all time. Right. Yeah. He never got the respect that he should have gotten. That's why at the Hall of Fame induction, he said, I want to say good job, Didi, and give myself a pat on the back because that's literally how he felt. He felt like I got, I got no credit for anything. Mm. It's like I got no credit for anything. I, I wrote, you know, I wrote all the biggest remote songs just about. Yeah. You know, and he's like, he, he was on stage. He was definitely the most exciting guy to watch. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? So I, I feel like he just felt like, completely ignored and and just never got the credit he deserved and that made him bitter and angry mm-hmm. did you so earlier you were saying when you're when you're actually touring with the ramones and the way the splits of the audience it was like some to the guitar some to the middle yeah. some to the bass did you see the ramones live and which side did you fall on <laughs> i was always i was always right in front of Dee. Dee. really oh great oh yeah yep. awesome where did you see him i saw the, i saw the ramones um I saw them at uh, Lemoore's in Brooklyn. I saw them at um, – there was a club out here on Long Island. Um, oh, it might have been Lemoore's Far East. I saw them at uh, another club on Long Island. I think it was called My Father's Place. Mm-hmm. I saw them at the, um, the Ritz. It might have been Studio 54 at that point though. Wow. But um, I saw them in the city a whole bunch of times. I probably saw them when I met Johnny. That was the first question he asked. How many times have you seen the band? Huh. I was like, I don't know, 15 times or something, you know? And that's how Johnny judged everybody was how many times you saw the band. Wow. Hmm. Whether, uh, whether or not you were a fan. Wow. Hmm. That's great. <laughs> he would have judged me pretty hard. And <laughs> I, you're, I know. I, I don't get in the door. <laughs> you don't even get in the door, I bought bro. the I read the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Love like leave everybody. I mean, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna yeah. leave it too. It's, yeah, I'll it's leave funny. It. It's got a lot. It's. I'm glad we said this thing of like it is sounds like they're trying to do it because it seems like it should have a lot of parts that I like. Yeah, it's almost yeah. it's almost yep. the attempt at doing that and not hitting it is what's making yep. me like oh. is the slap in the face really? Yeah, yeah. there really there really is some very cool parts in the song. Nothing flows. No. It's yeah. just so just like like I said. It's just like. It's almost like they they took a bunch of song parts, put them in a can, shook them up, dumped them on the table, and that's what they went with, you know. Yeah. And, it's yeah. the, and it's like the album closer. I don't yeah, know, just, I, don't I know. I, um, so I guess hard. they thought they were burying it. Yeah, it's hard to name a most valuable Ramon in a way. I guess I'm going to say Joey because he sings on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm like, oh, are you? Yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm going to give it to Joey. Yeah. The, but the lyrics are, are not even – you can't even understand what he's saying. No, yeah. you know what? I'm going to give it to CJ because <laughs> CJ is not on this song. She's, she, uh, this is not without precedent. So is, she's not just kissing ass. Nope. On songs that Molly didn't like one time – I think it was one of the Brain Drain songs. You're like, well, Dee Dee didn't play on it, so I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. So well done, CJ. You avoided a real stinker. <laughs> Uh, do you have do you have a vote as well? You get a vote. Um, well, it's a, really impossible because I don't think Joey's performance is is anything special. And considering the rest of the band didn't play, how about a how about a um 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 how do we get how do you give somebody like a uh, a vote of um honorable mention? 
No confidence. Uh, uh, yeah, no confidence for Phil Spector for allowing it to go on the record. <laughs> you give the an, yeah. an anti. So if okay, so this is how we'll do it because we're making up the rules as we go. Yeah. One demerit, one demerit to Phil Spector for putting it on if, the record. If Phil, <laughs> yeah. if Phil Spector, I think he might have a vote somewhere else. Uh-huh. So if he has that, this will wipe out that vote. Negate okay. it. Great. So when we... Baby, I love you. He should definitely get the, the Golden Voice Award on that, Ben. That's unreal. He might have gotten a credit for Danny Says, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah, do, that's, or yeah. do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? It's one of those, yeah. I think. Somebody has because on Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio, there's like a saxophone. Yeah. You know, which is like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, if we were going to give Phil Spector a, a thumbs up on something, the the production and the opening of Danny Says, that dun, 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 yeah. that is a Phil Spector signature, and it makes the, that the, that whole song, that, the starting so the song off like that, he really deserves something for that. I, I so. agree. Agreed. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. CJ, <laughs> thank you again so much. And we just want to reiterate, uh, CJ is going on tour in Europe starting at the end of July. And yep. you'll and be to- playing oh, go ahead. Uh, Germany. We'll be in Germany, France, Ireland, England. We're playing the, um, the uh, Rebellion Festival. Um, we'll be over in Scandinavia and Oslo and a couple of cities there. We're, we're really going to be all over the place. Great. And then you're coming back to America around October. Uh huh. We're gonna do a couple of shows with uh, in September. We're gonna do a couple of shows with Screeching Weasel out here. One in New York, one in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. Um, then we go to South America for a couple of weeks in October. I mean, in uh, September, later on in September, we come home and then we do the uh, West Coast tour of uh, the U.S. Awesome. Well, we will see you. Where are you guys? <laughs> San Diego. Well, uh, well, unless it's uh, if, that, if that's our only show. If that's our only like, show, LA, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What city are you closest to? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll be in LA for sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. I mean, we, it's no problem to drive to San Diego, but if you're coming to LA, we prefer <laughs> yeah. it here. We'd be idiots. <laughs> yeah. Like, Troubadour, Schmubador. We're gonna go someplace else. So, CJ, have you ever thought about writing a book about your experience with the Ramones? Oh yeah. Where's or? your book? I have been working on a book for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I. uh I'm, it's the first book I've ever written and I'm not working with anybody else and I just am a mean self-editor and sure. I'm fact-checking and date-checking as I go because there are so many Ramones books out there with so much misinformation in it. Oh. I want to make sure that my book is 100% dead on as far as dates and stuff like that go. The, fun, okay. the funny thing is as we've been like diving into this and we've been reading all these We're books. We're super nerds and we've read pretty much every Ramones book there. But, oh. yeah. but it's funny how they've They've been like, some of it is sort of contra- like contrary stories, and yeah. you have to like be like, okay, I read five of these about the same story somewhere in the middle. That's yeah, right. everybody's yeah. telling it through their own so, perspective, yeah, so, so it's right. fascinating. The the good thing about it is is that I I have no um, I did not come up in the scene. Yeah, yeah. I I was never peers with these people i was never an equal to these people i came into their scene you know what i mean so my perspective is very much an outsider's perspective mm-hmm. i have no access to grind with anybody yeah. i'm not I, there's no jealousy because this guy got the audition and i didn't and but there's none of that so when i write the book it's going to be a much different perspective my experience was nothing but fun it was, <laughs> of course it was you know there was some bad stuff but i i didn't have uh, Every book, every Ramones-related thing I've read has been like an I hate Johnny thing. Oh. Always, 
like I don't think that's true. Oh, the stupid amounts of time given to like negative stuff about John. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that you know, what I mean, like everybody, and and I just feel like my perspective on it is much more um, gratefulness. What's the word for it? No, when you're um, when you're not uh, when you don't lean either way, you are uh, object- objective. 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 Yeah. My opinion is much more objective. I was friendly with everybody. For sure. Yeah. I, I was there as an outsider. And so, you probably had one of the better experiences of the band because you didn't have to experience this sort of dismay that your career is going to go the way you thought it yep. is. You know, I mean, those guys lived through so, so much. Yep. And, and all the drug addiction and alcoholism and all that was a thing of the past. Oh, I came yeah. in. It was very organized and very orderly and things went off, you know, like clockwork. And yeah. So uh, my experiences is a lot different. Yeah. Cool. Well, I... I look forward to reading yeah, it. Yeah, we look forward to reading your book, CJ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and, and All right. once again, this has been so great, and this made our week. Yep. Thank um, you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Take us away. Okay, great. Well, once again, you can find CJ on Twitter at the, T-H-E-E, CJ Ramon. And you can find us on Twitter at Ramon's Podcast. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for this very special um, series with CJ. Once again, thank you, CJ. Thanks, Philip. Thanks, Molly. Um, and join us next time. We'll be discussing Highest Trails Above on Ramones of the Day. Mm-hmm.